0: The EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network presents Vatican Insider with Joan Lewis. Each week, Joan brings you news from inside the Vatican and the Church around the world, as well as interviews and answers to your questions. Now, here's the host of Vatican Insider, Joan Lewis.
1: Welcome to Vatican Insider on this final weekend of March 2022. After the weekly news summary, join me for part two of my conversation with Anita Cavadid, directress of the Institute of Higher Studies on Women at Rome's Pontifical Athenaeum, Regina Apostolorum. I revisit some of Part 1, where Anita tells us about the courses and the diploma it offers, and then explains the initiative shared with five other pontifical universities and Catholic institutes that explores the specific contribution of women in the life and mission of the Church. We also take a look at the March 7th and 8th International Congress on Women Doctors of the Church and Patron Saints of Europe. In conclusion, Anita talks of her dream for the Institute to become a faculty at the University. Now, a look back at the week's Vatican highlights. Sunday, March 20th as Russia intensified its invasion of Ukraine now in its fourth week, yet another papal plea for an end to war, violence, and suffering came at the Angelus as Pope Francis renewed his heartfelt appeal for an end to the atrocities being committed. Unfortunately, the violent aggression against Ukraine does not stop. A senseless massacre where every day there is a repetition of slaughter and atrocities. There is no justification for this. I plead with all those involved in the international community to truly commit to ending this abhorrent war. Francis lamented the shelling of innocent civilians, including the elderly, children, and pregnant mothers. All this is inhuman. Indeed, it is also sacrilegious because it goes against the sacredness of human life, especially against defenseless human life which must be respected and protected, not eliminated, and this comes before any strategy. Let us not forget it is inhuman and sacrilegious cruelty. Monday, March 21st. The Pope welcomed Lebanese President Michel Aoun, and the two spoke for about 30 minutes, highlighting the 75 years of bilateral diplomatic ties. A press office statement said the talks were cordial, adding the two leaders discussed various interests of common concern. Attention turned to the grave socioeconomic problems the country is experiencing and the situation of refugees in the hope that the aid of the international community, the upcoming legislative elections, and the necessary reforms may contribute to strengthening peaceful coexistence between the various religious confessions that live in the land of the cedars. Also Monday, addressing members of the organization of volunteers called I Was Thirsty, Pope Francis thanked them for their clear and urgent goal, to bring drinking water to those who do not have it. He said access to water, especially clean drinking water, is a priority issue for the life of the planet and for peace among peoples. He said this is an issue that concerns us all, in the world and especially in Africa, where there are populations that more than others suffer from the lack of access to this primary good. The Pope then asked why conflict rather than cooperation sometimes surrounds access to water. Why should we wage war on each other over conflicts that we should resolve by talking to each other? Why not instead join forces and resources to fight the real battles of civilization together? The fight against hunger and thirst. The fight against disease and epidemics. The fight against poverty and modern-day slavery. Why? And he highlighted the importance of creating the consciousness that spending on weapons, again and again, dirties the soul, dirties the heart, dirties humanity. Tuesday, March 22nd. Pope Francis phoned Ukrainian President Vladimir Zelensky the second conversation the two have had. Zelensky, in a later link-up with the Italian Parliament, said, without being specific, that the Pope had some very important words. He said he spoke to the Pope about the resistance of the Ukrainian people, who became an army when they saw evil. Also Tuesday, the Office of Liturgical Celebrations of the Supreme Pontiff announced that on Friday, March 25th, Solemnity of the Annunciation, at 5 p.m. Rome time in St. Peter's Basilica, The Holy Father Francis will preside over the rite for the reconciliation of several penitents, with individual confession and absolution, and the act of consecration to the Immaculate Heart of Mary for Russia and Ukraine. Wednesday, March 23rd. Pope Francis continued his general audience catechesis on the meaning and value of old age, focusing on the special vocation of the elderly to hand on to new generations their personal experience of the Church's faith. Nothing can replace the direct person-to-person testimony of a lifelong experience of closeness to God in faith. In a world that at times seeks to cancel aspects of history and culture or replace truth with fake news or propaganda, we greatly need the wisdom and experience of the elderly to help new generations know the church from the inside, to live lives of fidelity to God's Word, to persevere in hope amidst trials, and to show compassionate love for all our brothers and sisters. At the end of the general audience, Pope Francis said, I would like to take a minute to remember the victims of the war. The news of displaced persons, of people fleeing, of people killed, people wounded, of so many soldiers fallen on both sides, is news of death. We ask the Lord of life to deliver us from this death of war. With war, everything is lost, everything. There is no victory in a war, everything is defeated. May the Lord send His Spirit to make us understand that war is a defeat of humanity, which we need to defeat, all of us. Waging war is a need that destroys us, and to deliver us from this need for self-destruction. We pray, too, for leaders to understand that buying weapons and making weapons is not the solution to the problem. The solution is to work together for peace and, as the Bible says, to turn weapons into instruments for peace. And then everyone prayed together the Hail Mary. Also Wednesday, the Vatican published in 35 languages the prayer that Pope Francis will recite Friday afternoon in St. Peter's Basilica when he makes an act of consecration to the Immaculate Heart of Mary during a penitential liturgy. Also Wednesday, the Vatican published a letter of the Holy Father to the bishops of the world for the act of consecration to the Immaculate Heart of Mary on Friday. He called this solemn act of consecration of humanity, and Russia and Ukraine in particular, to the Immaculate Heart of Mary, a gesture of the universal Church to invoke an end to the violence and suffering of innocent people, and to entrust the future of our human family to the Queen of Peace. The Pope expressed his gratitude to the many Catholics who have responded with great generosity to my appeals for prayer, fasting, and charity. He said his decision to perform the act of consecration for the nations at war came partly in response to the numerous requests by the people of God. Also Wednesday, Pope Francis sent heartfelt condolences to all those affected by an air accident in southern China in which 123 passengers and 9 crew lost their lives. He did so in a telegram signed on his behalf by Vatican Secretary of State Cardinal Pietro Parolin, And this was addressed to Xi Jinping, President of the People's Republic of China. Also Wednesday, a brief Holy See Press Office announcement said that Pope Francis will meet individually with several different delegations of Canadian indigenous peoples along with their bishops on March 28th and 31st and then address them in an audience on April 1st. Thursday, March 24th. Pope Francis addressed women from the Italian Women's Center and stressed the importance of their voice in changing the way the world is governed, from a logic of need for power to one of care and service. Referring in particular to the war in Ukraine, he said this is the fruit of the old logic of power that still dominates so-called geopolitics, but what the world needs now are the voices of women, because they are the protagonists of a change of course, of conversion of mentality. Also on Thursday, the Pope met representatives of the Marist brothers on the occasion of their general conference in Rome. While being faithful to their roots, he urged them to look to the horizon of God like Mary did in educating youth. He invited them to look beyond with Mary in the footsteps of the Lord Jesus in their service of educating and evangelizing young people who are particularly sensitive to and interested in ecology. Friday, March 25th, Solemnity of the Annunciation. Pope Francis had several private audiences and he also welcomed members of the Association of Jesuit Parents from Spain. He also received participants in a course on the internal forum, that is, the Sacrament of Penance, the private conversation between Penitent and Confessor, and this was promoted by the Apostolic Penitentiary. At 5 p.m., Francis, in union with all the bishops of the world, in an event televised globally and on all Vatican social media began the penitential liturgy in St. Peter's Basilica, during which he consecrated Russia and Ukraine to the Immaculate Heart of Mary. Well, those are the week's news highlights, but stay tuned for my conversation with Anita Cavadide, directress of the Institute of Higher Studies on Women at Rome's Pontifical Athenaeum, Regina Apostolorum. And above all, have a blessed weekend. (laughs)
0: Yes, sir. What can we do for you? How do we know that Jesus was in his early 30s during his ministry? In Luke, he says, and Jesus was about 30 years old. So it's right there. Okay, thank you. That
2: was easier than I thought.
0: (laughs) (laughs) EWTN,
1: helping people grow in their love and understanding of God.
0: EWTN Heavenly Hints.
2: Baptism, Eucharist, Confirmation. These are sacraments of initiation. Did you know you can renew at least two of your sacraments every day? Let bathing, swimming, and showering take you back to those first drops of baptismal water that washed away original sin and gave you new birth in the Holy Spirit. When you eat and drink to nourish your physical body, remember daily our Holy Eucharist that nourishes your life of faith. The best way to pray is simply to open our
1: minds and our hearts to God, to allow His presence to begin to fill us, to restore us, to refresh us, to make us new. The best way to pray is simply to be aware of that presence and to say yes to it, to give fiat to that presence, as our Blessed Lady did. In that way, we delight in prayer, and God Himself delights in us.
0: Welcome back to Vatican Insider. Here's Joan Lewis.
1: Welcome to part two of my conversation with Anita Cavadid, directoress of the Institute of Higher Studies on Women at the Pontifical Athenaeum Regina Apostolorum. Last week, we learned about the Institute, the courses it offers, and the diploma it offers. Anita also spoke of the initiative shared with five other pontifical universities and Catholic institutes that explores the specific contribution of women in the life and mission of the Church. It aims to activate processes of mutual collaboration between women and men in ecclesial spaces. I reprise just a little bit of last week's content for those of you who might have missed the last few minutes. This week, she'll tell us about the March 7th and 8th International Conference on Women Doctors of the Church and Women Patron Saints of Europe, as well as her dream for the Institute to become a faculty. Now, I noticed that um, I was going online under the Institute, and they talk about the different modules, anthropological, we mentioned that a minute ago, ecclesiological and mariological, and social-historical. Now... Anita, is it uh, does a person study each one of those to get the degree? Yes, yes,
2: yes. Because it's some, it's a whole. We need to. For me, the anthropological module are, gives gives you the basis, but there are also social, historical issues that we get to know in order to understand other some problems. And as we we were saying before. Um, this socio-historical module explains to us also cultural issues that are very important in order to understand um, women in different places and that in which way can they contribute to their own churches and also uh, the ecclesiological I think that will give light to much of the problems and that it is basically um, basically it, it calls us to return to our baptism,
1: yes exactly and so. uh, I, I think the uh certainly one of the interesting aspects has to be the, the cultural the social historical I mean if you look at Africa you look at uh Western Europe, you look at America, you look at Asia, you have such different cultures yes. and, and where values can even change more rapidly in, like in a Western culture than they might in an African culture or, or in an Asian culture. So, yes.
2: for example, for us in, in the Western world and specifically here in Europe, there are some issues that for, for us are just, you, you don't think about it anymore but in but but you go to age to africa yeah and education for women it's a very important issue for us it's normal that yeah. women go to the to school yeah. to universities get get phds that's yeah. not a problem for us right it's now it's part of life yeah. yeah but for example for africa latin america yes it's not it's not that
1: it's not a given yeah, yeah. Exactly. So that that part of it has to be fascinating. Now, how many years does it take to you know have all these different courses and acquire the diploma?
2: Right now, this this joint diploma is just for this two weeks concentrated course. But during the year, we offer some webinars. To deepen the oh, the, the, okay. the, yeah, the the contents that were given. For example, last year, after the, um, the edition, we also in November gave a uh, we made a webinar on how to deepen the alliance between men and women in the church. Okay. Then in May, uh, after the um, Spiritus Dominus, um, this moto this Pope's motto proprio about oh sure about the um, Canon 2 230 we also offered a webinar to give some cl- clarity on some of the issues that were, sure. that, were that emerged to um, listen to different scholars about it so, uh, so i think that uh, the base the basis uh, the basis given in, in this two week course but we also offer webinars to to deepen the so when we knowledge. say diploma,
1: though, it's not like the diploma I received from my university at the end of four years. No, it's, no. A,
2: it's, it's a special course oh, given okay. with, with the help of other five pontifical universities.
1: Oh, all right, because I was thinking it was a multi-year course at the end of which people would go out, maybe that, become teachers or work in a diocese or, yeah.
2: That I, I would love that someday. Okay, and 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 I think that for me it's um, it's a challenge, and and I know we will get there. But right now we're working on it, and uh, we will need to develop it a, a little bit more, so we can make, for example, a two-year, two or 3 years course.
1: Oh so, yeah. sure. Now I want to talk about. The Congress, because I would have, uh, the International Congress on a Women Doctors of the Church and Patron Saints of Europe, and that was ran March 7th and 8th. And the Pope sent a wonderful message, which I printed out, and I'd love you to tell me more about the Congress, but then just to comment on this, he said, among the things he said, Our world today recognized that the dignity and intrinsic worth with which the Creator endowed them, men and women, be restored to all women. The example of these saints highlights some of the elements that make up the femininity so necessary to the Church and to the world. The courage to face difficulties, the capacity for being practical, a natural desire to promote what is most beautiful and human, according to God's plan. A farsighted, prophetic vision of the world and of history that made them sowers of hope and builders of the future. And I will you know, certainly leave, leave that copy with you. But I think that's one of the best summaries of the gifts that women have been endowed with by God, I think it's one of the best things that that certainly Pope Francis has ever said, or maybe any pope. It's a yes. wonderful statement. Yes, yeah,
2: it's a wonderful statement. And preparing this Congress, I was really touched by going a- again through these the, wonderful women's history uh, stories. They were women that were in their world in that moment. They were present in the world. They were, well, Hildegarda... Mm-hmm. Uh, In the garden Bingen, Bingen, Uh, she okay. She was in a monastery. She was in her world. She write even to Barbarossa. Yes. Yeah. So uh, they were committed to the world in which they lived in. So I think this this is wonderful, and this is a special channel to to transmit this uh, that the Pope is saying. Yes. Some of them. showed this even through martyrdom as, as, as Edith Stein did.
1: So you could take any one of the qualities that the Pope mentioned about being a gift to women and apply it to each one of these women. Yes. A- and we had um, of course mm-hmm. Teresa of Jesus, I mean there were so many. Who were some of the other women profiled? Um,
2: Teresa of Avila, uh, Teresa von Lisieux, um, Edith Stein, well, yeah, Edith Stein, and yeah. um, Saint Catherine from Siena, yeah, um, uh, 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 Brígida, Brígida of Sweden, of Sweden. Yes,
1: right, uh-huh. and of course Saint Hildegard you um, mentioned, um, yes, amazing women each in their own right, own right, and more amazing in, in a way for the times in which yes, they lived, yes. In which, you mentioned a moment ago, it's a given today in, in many societies, but not all, that women will go to the university. Well, they did many things that were not a given at all.
2: Yeah, of course. Th-
1: there was the glass ceiling, maybe, of their time. Of their time. I yeah. think um,
2: Hildegard, Hildegard of Bingen, she was really concerned about her sister's education. <clears throat> And in that moment, education is not what we what we think about today. But she was concerned about that everyone had to have special formation in the 1000s. Yes. So, okay. First, uh, Teresa of Avila she made the, the Carmel return to its roots. Yes. With the help of a uh, Saint John of the Cross.
1: Oh, sure, exactly. Then bringing the Carmelites then, back to their origins, yeah.
2: Yeah, uh, there is a, um, of Lisieux. She's the patroness of the missions, and she didn't leave her her convent. Yeah. So th- that that teaches us lots of things, and also but at each time,
1: Sure. Oh my gosh, Benedict yeah, of the Cross. Yeah. Yes.
2: She, and she was able to put together her Jewish and Christian heritage. And yes. that's amazing.
1: Of course it is.
2: That's yeah. amazing.
1: Beautiful, beautiful stories that certainly have to inspire you and in your work and the women. who Now, do women actually live on campus? Do they come here? Do some people come for other courses and live on campus? Because, I mean, I know it's also a seminary for the Legionaries. Yes, yes.
2: yeah. Um, the Seminary of Legionaries is back here uh, and we have also a uh, residence for students that yeah people can people who are going to study here can come there and and, and
1: board live you know yeah because yeah. um and it's you're out in the country really it is ex-
2: but it's, uh, it's five kilometers from downtown oh, oh
1: i know but it's just beautiful i mean the peace and the quiet yes. and everything else of of the campus so You know, before our time totally runs out again, tell us about two things for you. A highlight or two of your experience here and your dreams for the Institute.
2: Um, I think uh, every year has its own highlight. I think that this um, Joint Diploma of Women in Church has been a, a great experience because we have met people from all over the world and being able to transmit something and to say that well i am here with no um, i'm privileged without asking for it
1: oh beautifully said so yes
2: in that way i, I feel like a, I, I have a special mission of transmitting yeah these reflections and that happen in in a specific way here in rome yeah and that I—it's—it's uh, it's great to know that I am able to transmit this to people from all over the world. Sure, that's great. It's
1: almost an honor, really. when yes. really, I think of it. Yeah. Yes,
2: with without merit because <laughs> I was I was uh, invited to come here.
1: Sure, sure.
2: So, exactly. and also my dreams for the institute—I would love uh, the institute to become a faculty, for example. Of course. This women and these women and, and and church project to. To become a chair on this topic, specific topic, yeah. So and in that way, I think uh, also that um, he, we could contribute in a stronger and uh, yeah, way to this women and work reflection and studies because uh, I think it's a um, if you if we want to to help families and and in that way society, yeah. This is a very important
1: issue. Well, you know, and Pope Francis, if anybody you know thinks about it, um, in his almost nine years, we're a few days away from it, in his almost nine years as Pope, has uh, concentrated a lot, spoken a lot about women in life. Women, n- not just in the Church. And he has given proof of, of his words by uh, putting women in the Vatican in some very, very high-ranking uh, positions. But his uh, importance on women as mothers, women in society... It's just, you know, let's not. And and he listed, as I mentioned a few minutes ago in his speech, uh, in his message to you all at at the Congress, he listed these qualities. And I'll be sure to put them on my blog. And I will find that a lot of women will be smiling when they see themselves recognized in those words of the Pope. So um, before we close, I should have said this at halfway point, but we have been talking with Anita Cavadid here at the Regina Apostolorum university in rome and she heads the institute of higher studies on women so i will anita post the website so that people can visit the regina postelorum and learn a lot more about the program and then maybe they're going to find the time to sign up for the for the distance learning and some of the courses so right So, Anita, thank you so much for your time, but more than that for what you do for a huge number of people.
2: Thank you. Thank you. Thank you very much.
1: God bless you abundantly.
2: Amen.
0: information on these stories or to check out Joan's blog and to ask her a question, go to EWTN.com. That's EWTN.com. Thanks for listening to Vatican Insider on the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network.